1: Hello and welcome to today's show. My name is Gary Burleson, fellow Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Coach and best-selling author and speaker, filling in for the world's most famous Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Coach, Tom Tutal Cunningham. Today, our guest is Grant finley Sherris. Grant is a native Canadian from Vancouver, British Columbia, currently residing in Toronto, he has a double major, one an honors business degree from the Harvard Business School of Canada, the Richard Ivey Business School, and the other an honors specialization in sports management from the University of Western Ontario. Grant is also a number one sales team in Canada for, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, The IGO. He's the number one event marketing company in London, Ontario. He has the number one fitness franchise in Canada. He is co-founder and CEO of the number one source for local content in North America. He is co-founder and CEO of Baller Media, a digital marketing agency. His mission is to help businesses and professionals make money in a consistent and systematic and predictable way. Welcome to the show Grant.
0: Awesome. Thanks Gary. Appreciate the introduction. And just to, you know, I wish if anyone out there is a fitness buff and knows Canada, the number one fitness franchise I think is Good Life and like in the states you got LA Fitnesses and Canada. So so it was a mobile fitness franchise. I don't want to take too much credit for being the best. Um, but, uh, but I was director of the, of, the, of the number one mobile fitness franchise in Canada, Fitness on the Go. Um, but all the other stuff is, is correct, and I appreciate what a great intro, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Gary.
1: Well, thank you for showing up. And this is really intriguing, your mission statement, helping businesses make money in consistent, sy- systematic, and predictable ways. How do you do this?
0: So um, as a small business owner, I mean, having gone to, you know, a a big business school, a bunch of all my peers go and work in corporate world, they go work as consultants, they go work in big brands uh, or, or bankers. And I just, you know, had this passion for starting my own business and being a small business owner. And so one of the things that I noticed that we faced is we always had limited budgets And we had a small radius of people that we were trying to market our products, our services, our events, and any promotions we had going on, like deals, sales, specials, coupons, and stuff like that. And so early on in my uh, career for my business, I created a platform just for my community. And it was just a way for me to give to my community and help the other businesses in my community make money. And so it was a free platform where they could put up their deals, their sales, their specials, products, and services. Uh, And I didn't charge them any money because I said, hey, if I can help you make money, then I'm pretty sure I have faith in the law of reciprocity. It'll come back my way in some way, shape, or form. And it took off. It was a huge success. And now that led to my new... Business Parkbench.com, which is a free marketing platform across Canada and the United States, for small business owners or professionals or schools or community groups to uh, advertise their products and services online directly to their community. Uh, It's all free, so they don't they don't have to spend any of their limited marketing budget if they even have one at all. And then I give training on how to use this platform to create consistent revenue because that's that's what we all want and that's what we all have struggles with is having consistent revenue so that we can live the life that we want to live you know running the business that we have
1: this is this is very very true well tell me how did you get started what gave you the idea for this incredible business
0: yeah so so uh you know the, the, how we came up with this business idea was, was again, it was uh, of our own self-interest. Like, we had a small business. Uh, I, had a, I had my mobile fitness franchise, and then my fiance Amanda, she was a real estate uh, professional. And we were just looking for ways to, you know, make more money in our community. And, you know, you you'd come across all the standard things, which is print marketing, flyers, notepads, pens, calendars, advertising. And we just... You know, we didn't really like any of that stuff. It didn't really align with our philosophies and, of, of, you know, how to be successful. We're very relationship and referral based. The majority of our business comes from relationships and referrals. And so we, we looked to see if there's any way that we could systematically give value to people in, in more than our competition ever would. So that we could build a better relationship with the, the homeowners and business owners in our community so they would refer us business. And so this was just a marketing idea, this platform's this online website for our neighborhood. And we built the functionality. We went around the neighborhood and said, hey, guys, what would you want on this website? And they said, well, I want to be able to upload my daily food specials and some other businesses i'm a retail store can i put my sales on here and another person said hey you know i'm i'm paying groupon to put up a new customer deal can i do it on here for free and hey you know i i want more reviews because it helps me rise up in the search engines can i get that on this website for free and then the homeowners are chiming in saying hey I want to know what's going on like down the street, you know, I come home from work, like what events are happening? I want to see the events. Mm -hmm. And someone else said, Hey, I want to know what's going on. Like news wise, like what news stories what's happening in the development of the community. And so we took on this sounded crazy at the beginning because everyone just kept piling on things they wanted on this neighborhood website. But luckily I have an amazing tech team that was able to put this all together. And lo and behold, we created this great resource a new source and marketing platform for our neighborhood. And then other people start asking us for it. And so by fluke, a new business was formed because Mm -hmm. people said, Hey, I want this for my community. My community needs a resource like this. Uh, And so that's part how park bench got created. um, Because at first it was my desire to help everyone else in my community. uh, have a better quality of life and that helped me make money. And then other people said, Hey, my community needs this, and my, my vision for, wow, I, I think I have something to help business owners and professionals and everywhere make more money in a consistent and systematic way and help communities everywhere stay up to date with what's going on around them. Uh, because we, we built this cool technology that kind of like Google, it automatically aggregates and indexes and organizes and categorizes information about that neighborhood that's on the internet somewhere. You know, there's so many websites out there who are publishing news about a neighborhood or events or deals, or they have business information or school information or real estate information. And luckily, again, I got this, these wizards behind a computer that I just said, this is the vision. Can you do this? And they're like, yeah, I think we can. And they put together this technology so that every day there's new content about the neighborhood being published on Park Bench neighborhood websites so that we've really, you know, revolutionized the neighborhood newspaper um, and, and, and gave and found a revenue model where we can give business owners everywhere a free platform to make money.
1: And so do the business owners, do they market it themselves through their own social media or how, how is it mark how do they use it locally to market themselves?
0: Great question. So yeah, like we're we're bootstrapped, we're not venture funded, you know, so we don't we didn't have mega millions to advertise this, you know, on the internet. Um, but what we found was there was this cool I've still yet to see a website actually do this, and I'm surprised because it's just a cool new a feature where what a business can do is they can reward their customers for writing a review about their business. Good or bad, doesn't matter, it's not like you know bribery, it's like saying, hey, I, I need feedback. I need reviews online, good or bad, it all helps me improve my product and service and it helps me rise up in the search engine so that I attract more business. Mm. So when we launched the Neighborhood website, our sponsor um, and ambassador, and this is how we make money, we find one sponsor and ambassador, to, to give us the resource, financial resources we need to give this technology and service to the community. And then they go introduce it to the business owners. So that brings the business owners on the website. And then the business owners start putting up promotions to reward their customers for writing reviews. So they're promoting their profile on social media and directly to the consumer. And we even, for free, design these business cards that say, hey, write a review about my business on the new you know, Liberty Village, Toronto website, or, you know, uh, some neighborhood Knoxville, I know you're from Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee, review me on this new Knoxville website and I'll reward and I'll give you a deal next time you come in as a thank you for spending your time to go do this. So the businesses start promoting their profile to the public. And then it creates this spiraling network effect that just builds and builds and builds over time or organically. So we've never had to spend money on advertising because we're not trying to say that we're a great ad platform like Google and Facebook. We're just saying, hey, we're a great tool that you as a business can use and we'll teach you how to use it so that you can engage your customers more, get them helping your business out, get them coming back and spending more money more frequently and then from their engagement, this is how you'll attract new business uh, to yourself. And it's all been proven out over the last five years. So I've got this thing down to a science where I can teach a business step by step what to do, uh, to make more money, uh, month in, month out, year in, year out.
1: How long did that training take?
0: So when a, when a business comes on, um, there's, uh, there's a series of, of emails that they get that teaches them each step there's videos that go with that email and then there's uh, a person they can call. So there's, uh, I'm a big believer in service. Um, our team works really hard to be responsive to people. I think our response time when people email or call in is less than an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and our resolution time is less than 12 hours to resolve any uh, questions or concerns or bugs or issues and stuff like that. And so, Um, within one week we can teach a business how to use this platform um, to make more money and to get more engagement from their customers. You're
1: you're saying you can teach a business. Are you talking about the ambassador that sponsors like the area or the city? And then Uh, the ambassador gets uh, people online with him? Is that how it works?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Sorry. A good question. Cause we have two, we have two customers in my, in my head, I have two customers. I have my sponsor and ambassador, and then there's a training program for them that within one week, this is how you now give this cool resource that you've sponsored to your community. Here's how you give value. Here's how you build relationships so that you can, you know, build your brand and build your business. And then when these small business owners and other professionals come on the platform. We have a training program for them on, hey, this is how to use this, this platform because I want to keep, you know, it's simple for my sponsors ambassadors and have them doing what, what they just want to do to help them build their brand, their business, right? Because I'm a, I'm a big believer that, you know, hey, you know, everyone's got their own self-interest. That does not mean that they – that does not mean it can be serving to others, all my right. self-interest can be serving to others. Oh, yeah. um, so I want to keep it simple to help my sponsors and ambassadors serve others. And when, um, when they bring other locals onto the platform, we will then take them on and coach them and train them on how to use it uh, to build their business. And that makes it simple for everybody.
1: Well, simplicity, that's good.
0: Yes. So Simple funny. and easy, quick and easy, right? We don't want it to be. I mean, I remember when I signed up for Hootsuite, like I love Hootsuite for managing my social media. But man, is that was a confusing at the beginning really? um, to get on board. And so, you know, my, my platform for the community, there's so many of us, we're not tech savvy. If you've ever met other small business owners, we're usually not that tech savvy. Um, so this thing is easier than Facebook.
1: Oh, well, Facebook can be easy. That's for sure. It can be really complicated, too, if you want to advertise.
0: <laughs> it can. It and can. very
1: expensive. Well, I was looking at your website earlier. It's very, very attractive, and it's very easy to navigate. I went right through uh, the menus to my hometown, and I noticed numbers and numbers of businesses all over, and areas that I frequent, and I've been to, and I'm I think highly of. And I thought, Oh, I should go on here and write some reviews. It would help people in this area, uh, that are, that may be promoting this to, uh, promote their business. But I guess you have to be a member. You have to sign up to uh, create an account in order to do that.
0: Yeah. You can just link, link your Facebook, you know, to park bench. So you have your Facebook account or your Google account. Um, so yeah, so in order to write reviews or to get deals or to put up content for the community, to put your business up for the community, you got to create an account. Um, but you know, we follow all the other privacy things. We don't, we don't spam people uh, that yeah. much. What we do, the only thing that we do send people is every week because we aggregate all this local content every week, we send the neighbor newsletter. So now every week, once you're subscribed, you can now get the newspaper to your email with more information about that, what's going on um, than any other source. So um, it's been a great way for businesses. You know, businesses are so used to thinking, okay, I need to spend money on print or on advertising, to get my message out to my community. Um, but my, again, my goal is with every neighborhood on the platform is to get all the businesses and users on there so that a business can put up, their new products, put up their new services, put up their event, put up their new promotions, and then it gets sent out in the newsletter to all the people who live and work there. And it's all free because again, I think what you're saying is, you know, people need, you know, if when you write reviews about what's great in the community, your community becomes more in demand. It rises up the search engines. It becomes the answer to lots of people's search queries. And if more people are shopping local and supporting their neighborhood, money flows back into the local economy. This is economics 101. And then your housing price goes up. If, if the small businesses are doing better, the infrastructure and the taxes and the payrolls and the jobs are, are going up which then creates more demand and more activity in the community, which then raises your home value. Mm-hmm. Um, so people, you know, I'm a big believer that people need to shop local. They need to support their neighborhood. They need to get to know a lot of people just don't even know what's going on around them. And once they find out, um, you know, it's just, it's, it, you have a better quality of life in many, in many ways, shapes and forms.
1: So you mentioned earlier, uh, you bootstrapped this whole uh, business idea. From the very beginning, and that term has always been a little bit confusing to me. I'm not exactly sure what that means. But when when did you come up with this idea, and what, how did you get to grow it to such? A, it seems so. There'd be so many complex parts and pieces to putting this grand idea that is now it's lovely and beautiful. How did that, all that happen? And how quickly! Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think if I knew everything that had uh-huh. to get done to get to where it was today, I would have never got started. It would have think blown my mind, huh? <laughs> it would have blown my mind up, and I would have never got started. And and that's why when I hear like, you, as an entrepreneur, you got to be a little bit delusional. You got to be a little bit naive because at the very beginning. Um, the first design of the website, if you look at it, it looks like clip art. It's so funky and funny and and, and amateur looking. And, and, and even now we're working on a new design and which is making our our current design look amateur compared to the new thing that's going to be coming out. Um, but I I think we just started with this, with a step, you know, like I, at the very beginning, I had a vision of this is what I want to give to my community. It sounded really simple at the beginning. So I said, let's do it. I just want this simple website for my community that has this functionality. Yeah. And, and then my friends um, from university who are developers have said, yeah, this looks simple. You know, it's probably going to cost about, you know, a couple thousand dollars to get off the ground. Yeah. I said, okay, yeah, I, I can do that. Let's do it. And then how long is it going to take? Oh, you know, like this is back in 2012. And he's like, how long is it going to take? And they're like, yeah, I'll probably like a couple months. Mm -hmm. $30,000 and a year later finally, finally, finally got launched, you know, because once you got, once you go down the rabbit hole, um, the vision of what this is going to do for the community, what this is going to do for businesses, what this is going to do for me and for my business, Mm -hmm. um, it just starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and the, and the the desire and the vision and the thoughts uh, and the outcomes. is just we got just so excited that we're just like, no, we're, we're going to keep funneling all of our paychecks from uh, from our current job into this thing because I'm seeing it. And um, luckily, we, we went through with it. Uh, we finally got it finished. And then at this point, we started to think about this business model and this revenue model around it um, for the community websites. We said, okay, in order for us to keep this thing going, like you know, we've got to make some money on it. And as small business owners, you know, in Canada, uh, there's not a lot of venture funding happening in Canada back in 2012. It's all happened in Silicon Valley in California. Plus, I wasn't even aware that much about that whole space of raising money because I've just been in small business my whole life. And um, so I was just thinking, like, maybe I'll go to the bank for some money. But like, that's about it. If I can't Mm. figure out how to make more money than I spend on this thing, then like, I can't continue to do it, and so that's always been my mindset. And that's what bootstrapping is. It's just you don't take on any money, and you just use the money that you earn to keep growing and funding the business. Yeah. And so my my and this is something that I'm passionate about teaching entrepreneurs is how to bootstrap a company because once you take on investors, it's not your company anymore, right. solely. And and the things that you may want to do to achieve your mission and to fulfill yourself, Uh the investor may say, "Uh uh, that does not help me get a return. And so I don't agree with that. So we cannot do that. And, um, fortunately I was able to, you know, be a part of a accelerator program, you know, in Silicon Valley. So I went down there and was surrounded by 40 other startups, uh, later on, once Park Bench had started, and we started hearing about all the experiences of people with investors. And literally, I didn't hear one positive one. Mm. It was all negative. And so I'm so f- happy that I was able to maintain you know, a, pro- a cash flow positive business because from day one, I said, okay, here's our expenses. So I need to charge people more than this. And it's always been the philosophy of just just charging a little bit more than we make. Um, And for, for two and a half years, we were just redlining ourselves. And at the beginning, it was a real stress, you know, to be like, well, if we don't bring on new sponsors to grow into new areas, then we can't pay for these expenses and we can't pay for our growing staff. And it was like living paycheck to paycheck you know, but just with a business. And, uh, and so I wouldn't advise people do some of the things that I did early on. But the thing that kept me going was, I have a vision, we have the team, you know, I've always surrounded myself with with mentors and with advisors, um, and other entrepreneurs who are on the same path to learn from them. And then you just, uh, like one of my favorite things, you know, is that persist with enthusiasm? That's one of my favorite phrases ever. Oh, oh, oh. Nothing great has ever been achieved without enthusiasm and persistence. And so we just kind of kept going, kept going. Um, and uh, you know, over time, we just grow. We just grew and grew and grew. We've had our ups and downs, and that's definitely something that you know we can talk more about later. In this was. We've had some near-death experiences as a a company, but it's those experiences that that caused us to change something about our business Mm -hmm. so that we could get to the next level. One of my other favorite philosophies is in order to have a testimony, you've got to have a test. So if I want to have a $100,000 testimony for my business, I need to have a $100,000 test. And if I want to have a million-dollar testimony for my business, I need to have a million-dollar test. So hmm. now my brain is trained to welcome. I'm I'm excited about the ten million-dollar test because we've never got there yet, right? We're at we're at you know, we, you know, we're at the end of this year. We'll probably make five six million, which is so great. Um, you know, we've we've grown hundred percent year over year um, since we started. Uh, and and i'm just going in order for me to get to 10 million i've got to have a 10 million dollar test yeah and and, that, and then now my my thing is i hope bad things don't happen to i need them to happen bring it on i need it to happen um because that that's what helps the company grow so i think i think just having the mindset um of of persisting maintaining that vision and knowing that we have something to offer because you've seen the results happen before so it can happen more often as long as you maintain that mindset and you can kind of keep going. Um, so, so five years later, uh, we now have a a really great profitable and, and, and growing business.
1: That is so cool. You have totally just defined what Napoleon Hill wrote about. You have to have a vision. You have to have a very, very strong desire. You have to learn from your uh, setbacks and defeats. One thing that I noticed from another video I was watching of you was your mastermind group, which was Amanda at the time in the very beginning. And what, uh, we were talking earlier about that. What, uh, was that tech talk or what was that? Uh, what?
0: so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, when we were, when we were down in, in, um, there's this thing called accelerators and incubators. So, anyone who's in the startup space, um, you know, there's companies who will say, hey, come down to our accelerator and we're going to surround you with a bunch of advisors and mentors, and other companies who are doing on the same path as you are trying to grow your company. And together, you're gonna figure out everything you need to figure out, whether it be sales, whether it be marketing, whether it be operations, whether it be product development. If you immerse yourself amongst these people, Mm -hmm. people who have done it before and people who are on your path with you, then you're gonna help grow your company. And And for that environment, they take some shares in your company because um, it's totally worth it. The mastermind, the, the advisors, the mentors, and the peer group uh, is totally worth it. Um, and so Tech Story was one of the startups, and their startup is all about, hey, let's help you know startups communicate their story to the world, because if you don't get to be here, how can you learn from other startups and not feel like you're on this island alone experiencing these challenges alone. How can you hear from others that, hey, you know, others are experiencing it too, so don't feel so bad. And they were able to get through it, um, so you can too. And so I I think one of the superpowers is, is Amanda, who, you know, she's, at first we were dating and then we started this business together Now, uh, after five years, you know, she's my soulmate, she's my life partner, she's my business partner, so we're engaged, we're getting married next year, and I think that's one of our superpowers as a company, is that, you know, co-founders go home, and they separate, where we're we're together, by the hip, all day, every day, um, talking about, you know, achieving our mission, fulfilling our purpose and talking about, you know, growing our company and giving to our staff and giving to our clients and, and living a great life. And so to have that person be with me behind my side pushes me and it put, and I push her and that helps, you know, our company grow, I think faster than other companies who don't have that, you know, back and forth all day, every day.
1: Wow. That is so awesome you must be very specially gifted because a lot of husbands and wives don't work together so well <laughs>
0: <laughs> no my, my, my parents like they're they're the typical you know they immigrated and from from Scotland and Ireland and my dad's a doctor my mom was a physio so they went out and they just lived their separate lives and they, they were like I can't believe you you work together you live together you play tennis together you work out together like you do everything together and because it was so different for me whereas her family Family, they're entrepreneurs like their whole bloodline is entrepreneurs and they actually started one of the Canada's first water bottle businesses together oh, yeah. um, if you ever heard of Fernbrick water that was them um, and they've now just bought you know they sold their company a long time ago but to, to her working together and living together is, is normal and so I went down her path because uh, you know I, I've been in lots of different industries before and I've met other couples who work together and were awesome and yes, it's definitely not the norm, but if you can make it work, I think there's nothing better and it really like like this, it's definitely not been a straight line to the top. There's been lots of ups and downs mm-hmm. and, and and epic fights. Um, but as long as we have our goals aligned, as long as we have our vision of what we want to create together and have together and how we want to be together, then you know, whenever criticizing the person, whenever we have issues, we're always just circling back to what do we want? What's our goals? What's our vision? Do you still want this? Yes. Do I still want this? Yes. Okay. What do we need to do to get there? Um, so really you, know, awesome. we're, you guys are on
1: the same sheet of music. That's really, yeah, awesome.
0: yeah, that's definitely.
1: That's, that's gotta be a key to success. It really has to be.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the chapters, uh, um, you know, because we'll get into this, but like I've read that, I've read that Napoleon Hill book a lot, lots of times. Um, and that one of his big things is, is one of the cripples of, of man or woman is picking the wrong partner. Yeah. And I can, I can't say that that is, I, I, I See to my staff. I see to my employees, and I'm and I'm telling them like, listen, like, is this the person you should be with? Because you're coming to work, thinking this way, feeling this way. You're not performing as well. You know, if it's if it's uh, uh, you guys are just disconnected right now, and you really are supposed to be together, then it's easy to go through a process to get you guys back in alignment again. But if you're not, if what she needs and wants is not what you need and want, then you got you can't be with that person because you're just not going to be giving each other. Yeah. Um. What you need, and so picking the right partner is, I, it's, yeah. I it's, it's potentially the most it's the most important thing in the world.
1: It really is, and those are words very wisely spoken. Very wisely spoken. Well, changing the subject just a little bit. Um, the reason for this podcast is because you're going to be in Tom's next book.
0: Yeah. No, I'm yeah. super excited. He came to me about it. I think it's great. So, what's your chapter going to be about? So I think, you know, we, we talked about it a bit, but, you know, I've gone, there's lots of different entrepreneurs out there in terms of where they were before they started entrepreneurship. So, you know, I wish I had a, you know, horrible childhood or horrible setback in life that set me on this new path of of learning and developing a business. But like, I love my parents. They gave me a great childhood. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was not, you know, we were well off. Um, and, and, and so I know that there's so many of my peers who take that for granted and who have not what I think taking that fortunate kickstart and then took it to another level. Like the thing that, 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 that's, that, um, drives me more is, if I don't take what my parents gave me and take it to another level to give my children um, something better, then I have not done my job. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of what got me into business was I need to take these this, these resources and take great parenting and take a great childhood and go to another level and go up because there was room for improvement. Um, and so there's, there's a story from for what I was to how I got into entrepreneurship. And then I think I won't go too much into the details of the specifics of my business, but there's things that happened that made me have to sit back and be my own boss. I'm a big believer that when you're at the top, when you're, when you're the CEO of a company, that doesn't mean you don't have a boss. You need to have this meta figure who yeah. is, you're the CEO to yourself. Right. And, and you've got to take the lessons you've learned um, from the people that you've been around, the books that you've read um, and, and the podcasts and the videos, and you've got to be your own boss when you go through these situations. Cause we're all human. We all have negative thoughts. We all have mm-hmm. negative feelings. We all have things that happen um, that we don't like. And how do you get through that to then have success? Um, how, how did my co-founder, who, who did all the technology for a tech company. I'm not a tech guy. My fiance, Amanda, she's not a tech person. We had a third co-founder. He was a tech guy. And he picked up and moved to UK and left. Hmm. And, and I had no idea about anything to do with technology. And I've seen other companies cripple and crumble and, and, and go out of business when that key figure leaves. And I just know that, hey, I've... I got to stay, I got to persist. I got to stay true to my goals. I can figure things out on my own. I just got to keep doing it. You know, when I had, I had, I had my whole months of revenue, uh, an employee committed fraud oh. on a whole months of revenue. Oh. And as a bootstrap company, you don't even have any money. Yeah. You don't have investors. I had no cash in my bank. I had to fire everybody because I said, I can pay you one more payroll and that is it. And, and I had to rebuild from that. And then yeah. I had, wow. you know, a, a crazy client, because they exist, go down this legal path and had my first, you know, threats of class action lawsuit and disputings and legal things and legal that, like, we didn't lose anything, we didn't, you know, it was all ended up for nothing. But but the, to go through that path, obviously, we we lost some credibility in the markets because we had this really vocal, angry client, and we lost some money because we had to pay for things to get through this experience. And it's like, oh, should we continue to do this? Like, oh, that's a down. But I'm always a big believer that, again, this is what created that mindset of in order to have these big testimonies, this is the test. Yeah, My, my fraud, this is the test that made me change my leadership style. Let yeah. Maybe change my hiring style. My co-founder leaving. This made me snap out of it and go, just because I'm not a tech person does not mean I need to just give that piece away of my company. I need to be in it. I need to learn. I need to study. This is my fault. Yeah. And when, and when the, the legal stuff happening, I need to know my rules. I need to know my contracts better. I need to know that when that stuff happens, to stand up for myself and to stand up for the company because we don't do anything wrong. And then that will allow me to not, you know, have to take certain steps that, You know, cost me time and money that I wouldn't have to do because I wasn't afraid, because I knew that I followed the book and I followed the rules and I wasn't doing anything wrong. So, um, I think there's a lot of these experiences that I've had before starting the business and during the business that I've leveraged because I've read that Napoleon Hill book when I before I started Park Bench. um, You know, I love network marketing for introducing me Uh, when I was younger. I was in university. uh, I was working for a big corporate company. And, and I knew that corporate wasn't for me. And this guy saw me doing well, marketing a corporate product, Diageo, the liquor company, marketing their products. He said, hey, I got an entrepreneurial venture that involves sales and marketing. You should get into this. And so I did. And then he introduced me to Think and Grow Rich was the first book. And, uh, and then my mentors were like, Grant, you can't, this is not a book to read once. You need to read this again and again and again and again. And so I read it six times in one year um the thing i still have it to this day this thing's got highlights and markers and and and, and things that i was thinking when i was reading it mm-hmm. to actively read cuz um brief brief background i went to learning schools when i was younger i couldn't read to comprehend i did the P, i did the psats cuz everyone in our school does the psats to maybe go to an american college um and uh and i had the worst score in the entire uh, uh school's history for the English and comprehension, I was in the bottom ten percent of North America, <laughs> and, and and they display the results. And my and my headmaster came to me and said, "Grant, you did so bad. We're not going to display your results because I don't want you to feel bad." And, and I was just like, I was laughing because um, on, on the flip side, my math, um, my math, I was in the ninety fifth percentile. Yeah. But when, I, but when like, so I was in the top five percent, where I was in the I was in the bottom ten percent for English, and so reading's always been a struggle for me. But this book um, just spoke to me in so many ways, I, I, and I've never internalized any book ever uh, than Think and Grow Rich, um, and it's really impacted my life um, for the better and allowed me to coach and mentor my staff and my friends um, than ever. Um, And it really helped even even create my vision because it's so much the the first chapters, what is your burning desire for? What's your vision for? Um, So I was so grateful to to be introduced to this book for it to be written so well. um, And it's really just guided me throughout my whole life. So I'm going to be sharing kind of that path into entrepreneurship and some of those experiences during uh, the journey that I used the principles of Napoleon Hill to keep me moving forward because that's the key—is you got to just keep moving yeah. forward.
1: Yeah, that is such an incredible story, and I'm going to really, really look forward to reading your chapter. You just did not let anybody dissuade you, put, give you an inferiority complex, make you feel like you couldn't do it. Uh, and even though a lot of people would have used that excuse for a reason not to follow your dream, not to believe in yourself. And, and there you are, applying faith, developing your vision, getting into masterminding, persisting, making the decision, I'm going to do this, I have a dream, and not settling uh, for mediocrity, uh, for thinking big, dreaming big, not limiting your thinking to, well, I, I probably couldn't do this because, and so many people do that. And that's why so many people live average, mediocre yeah. lives. And man, I am, uh, uh, I'm really thrilled. I'm really thrilled.
0: I, I, I appreciate that because again, like the, the, the I, I did have like the, when I started my fitness company, I did have uh, my back against the wall. And that's why like, I love these, these uh triggers and these pressures that allow us to, become right adversity creates character yes um and you know so i i i I joined this startup um became their director of sales and then the owner of the company uh just vanished committed a whole bunch of uh he, he was trying to he was trying to screw over the insurance companies and like run this dental product through you know insurance and they just slammed him and then he just totally just said, Oh, well, that's the end of my business. Even though I built, you know, all these sales and this pipeline for him. Um, and so then he didn't pay me and the core people for three months. And so it was Christmas time. He sends me an email. He says, uh, the company is no longer in operations. Um, good luck. And I was like, dude, you owe me like $10,000. My credit cards are maxed out. I have no money in my bank account. What like, what am I supposed to do? I have no job. My parents are like, how's your, how's your job at the startup? And I was like, yeah, it's great. Oh. And in my head, I'm just like, Oh my God. And I'm like, Amanda, like, what do we do? And this yeah. is what started wow. us to start a business together. Um, so that was a trigger. And then when, th- when times were bad in the business, I, I guess this is kind of my thing was, was my dad, uh, I love him to death. And, but he was like, Grant, please stop, stop this. I will pay for you to go get your MBA and then you can go get a nice job and you can mm. do the thing that I did. And I was like, no, like, this is my MBA. This journey is my MBA. Yeah. Um, so maybe that was the right, maybe he subconsciously, cause he's gone through, you know, night, Earl Nightingale, uh, oh, yeah. and, and some of that stuff. So maybe yeah. he was mind tricking me. And he knew that that would be the right force I would need to figure things out. And, and before, who knows, maybe he's doing some Jedi mind tricks on me.
1: <laughs> well, Napoleon wrote in the chapter on desire. And these two paragraphs just happen to be my very favorite paragraphs in the entire book. And I'd like to read them to you. It says, you may have been disappointed. You may have suffered setbacks and defeat during hard economic times. You may have felt the great heart within you crushed until it bled. Take courage, for these experiences have tempered the spiritual metal of which you are made. They are assets of incomparable value. And remember this too, that all who succeed in life get off to a a bad start and pass through many heartbreaking struggles before they arrive. The turning point and the lives of those who succeed usually comes at the moment of some crisis through which they are introduced to their other selves. And that, that's you. And that is most people who do struggle because life is a struggle and succeeding in life is, is struggle. It's, it's a fight. And persistence and positive mental attitude, those are the keys. And we've mentioned a number of them here. Desire, vision, having goals, applied faith, mastermind, enthusiasm. They, they all intertwine and make the person into the uh, success that we so enjoy when we have arrived.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and it really is applicable to everybody, like everybody can follow these principles to have success like this did not come naturally some of this stuff
1: no it doesn't because of my because of my
0: upbringing like it it does not come naturally and but if you surround if right like the birds will always be chirping at, <laughs> at your life as as one guy said he's like the birds are always going to be chirping at you whether it be about your business, about your character, about about how you think and how you do things, and so you have to pound away a vision um, that will outweigh the birds chirping, and uh, and so that's why they said you got to read this book again and again and again because this is going to help pound away the vision and prevent the birds from getting at you.
1: And you know you've got to keep that vision alive too. So I'm wondering. If you could paint a picture of your life 10 to 20 years from now, what would it look like? What, what's your company going to look like in your life?
0: So, yeah, we, we, think about this, uh, we think about this vision a lot. So in 10 to 20 years, Park Bench is, is international. Yep. Because every neighborhood needs a Park Bench website to give them news about what's going on around them. And for all the businesses and professionals who are in that neighborhood, anywhere in the world, they need mechanisms to make money. So Park Bench is going to be international. Um, we will have our, our app. And so when you wake up in the morning or when you're at, at lunchtime looking for a place to go eat or if you're after work looking for what's, what you want to do after work, either near work or around home, Parkbench will be the app that you open up uh, and you use. To help you have a better life in your community. Hmm. Um, in terms of, of my lifestyle, you know, in terms of my vision uh, above and beyond Park Bench, because I have a goal. So, so Richard Branson is one of my favorite entrepreneurs, and this mm-hmm. is my third attempt at building a brand that can go across multiple industries. So um, Baller Media is a subsidiary of Park Bench. And so if you, if, if you check out us online, you check out, you know, um, our company, YouTube, you see that we document, we're documenting our journey to a billion and to becoming this international website, but mm. you'll see that we're also one big giant family. And so Park Bench is, it's local, it's family oriented, um, and it's all about improving, you know, your mindset and your thoughts and therefore your actions, whether it be in business or in life. And so we started this agency to help other businesses. And so I want to have more services that can help businesses with, uh, across the world. Then I believe in coaching, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Wayne Gretzky, like I'm, a, I'm an athlete. And so all the greatest people, just because they're great does not mean they don't have coaches. And so I'd love to be able to have, you know, a company that helps people co- coach them in their business, and their life, because it is intertwined. You can't have a bad life in a great business. Okay, they they, they go up and down together. Um, You may be great financially in your business, but you may not have other things going on well in your business because there's definitely lots of people who are really rich and have lots of money, but then their personal life, their health, and other parts of their life are going down. Um, And so really as a whole, it's not good. Their business is not good. Um, I've also want to get into investing in companies, right? So uh, one, I've got lots of information to impart to help my investment grow because I can go to a business and say, Hey, I'm going to give you my money, but I also want to help because I believe in your product. I believe in your mission. I believe in your service and I want to help you build uh, a big business for yourself. Um, so I want to get into investing in companies. Uh, and then, you know, luckily Amanda's online with that. She wants to do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then together we want to have our family So, uh, I don't want family to negatively affect Growth in in mission, growth in purpose, growth in business. Some people think, well, can't, don't have kids until you you know you've got your money right, and you got your career right, and you got your business right. Um, and I kind of want to show, as I've seen other people do, mm-hmm. I've definitely got some mentors out there who seem to just be a great husband, be a great wife, you know, have a great family life, and still be pushing the boundaries. Um, in their business and career and you know extracurriculars so in 20 years i want to have it all wow
1: you've got the vision that's that's what you have to have you have to yep. have that vision in order to get there you have to know where you're going yep you have a destination this is really really great so uh, let me ask you this for those of uh, our listeners that uh, want to grow their business that want to help their community How do they become ambassadors? How do they get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, so they can uh, send an email to info at parkbench.com. And they can set up a, a demo to learn about, one, the platform and the technology and how it can work. Because at the very least, we want to teach them all the free elements to the platform that they can use to build their business. And then if it's a right fit, Right? Like like we're doing you know, we, we have lots of inbound inquiries of people who want to sponsor their neighborhood website, but I've tested so many different industries and so many different personalities that I know it's not for everybody. I know that not everyone should be a sponsor and ambassador, and the, the things that is then required of the person is not in alignment with their current business goals or their current marketing strategies, so mm-hmm. I shouldn't be added into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, as an investment of time and money, right? So to be an ambassador and to be a sponsor, you know, you're, you're, you're paying us a yearly subscription fee. Mm-hmm. But the idea is I and my team will be able to assess, is this in line with your marketing strategy? Is this in line with your business goals? Because we have a system that if you execute this system and you get out in your community with our scripts and our guidelines, in our terms, we guarantee if you follow the system, which is a minimum of four hours a week of actual work, mm-hmm. right? So it's not even that much. But if you, if you follow the system, we guarantee you make more money than you invest or we give it all back and I pay you double for wasting your time.
1: Wow. That's quite a guarantee.
0: Right? And, and it's because we don't take on people right. who we know it won't work for. Yeah. Um, but when we know there's a fit, the person on the other end of the call in the demo also will see that it's a fit. And then we get into business together. Um, and it's a real partnership where together we're going to give our community this great resource. They're going to build their brand and business. We're going to build our brand uh, and help us achieve our mission. And it's, and it's a real harmony of, we help the, that, that sponsor and ambassador with their business in life. They help us with our mission to get this out into communities. And then the community is, is on the rece- receiving end of this and they're, they're excited for it too.
1: All right. So your website is parkbench.com. Is that correct?
0: Correct. Yeah. Parkbench.com. And then just email info at parkbench.com. And if you s- spell it wrong, as long as you put at parkbench.com, which is like, you know, sitting on a park bench, P-A-R-K-B-E-N-C-H.com. Yeah. If you pretty much put anything in front of that, it'll get sent to someone. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> there's a foolproof way. There's a foolproof way of emailing us. Oh. Uh, just, just make sure you spell parkbench.com correctly. That's the only thing. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you, Grant, for uh, spending time with us today and sharing this remarkable platform. I think it's going to go, I think you're right in line with it going international and huge, uh, just like Facebook or all of the big, the biggies out there. It could very well become that. And I wish that and I hope that. So uh, I thank, will definitely be checking it out. And, uh, and any of the listeners here, uh, check it out. You can become the expert in your community through, uh, through this, uh, platform and, and definitely get some more business. So again, I thank you, uh, for taking the time and for writing the chapter in the book. I can't wait to read it. And, um, uh, and that's scheduled to come out, I think in the early part of November. So, uh, be on the lookout, uh, out there. So thanks again, and. Um, Look forward to uh, speaking with you some more.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Gary. And thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it, Tom. And I wish you all the success in your life and your business. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtotall.com for details.